Hi, everybody, and thanks for joining our weekly podcast. I'm Robin Lewis, uh, founder and CEO of The Robin Report, uh, which, by the way, I like to remind our audiences that we, it's not just a, uh, a daily uh, report. Um, it's, it's really a knowledge platform uh, from which uh, we communicate thought leadership on various strategic topics, uh, yeah, through these reports, but also uh, on these podcasts, as well as webinars that we do every uh, so often, and uh, hopefully live events in the future. Anyway, for, for these podcasts, which um, usually is a conversation between me and Shelley, who is our chief strategist, Shelley Cohan, who, by the way, is also a professor at FIT and Syracuse University. Um, but we decided earlier in the year that from time to time, depending on our topic, we would invite experts uh, to discuss their work. So today we're honored and fortunate to have Julian Mills, who is the CEO and founder of Quarso. Uh, and Quarso uh, translates terabytes of data into smart data-driven personal actions uh, for store leaders and store management. And our topic today is, um, I think it's great, saving your store and district leaders. So thank you very much, Julian, for coming on today. And uh, can we start up by you telling us about why you founded Corso and what your achievement expectations are and how is Corso making retailers better retailers? Great. Well, Robin, Shelley, thank you very, very much for having uh, me on the podcast. It's, it's great to be here. Um, so, so the problem we set up Corso to solve is essentially the modern problem, which is that we have way too much information coming at us. We just don't have enough time. And I'm yep. sure that you are just like me, you know, your inbox is overflowing with 400 emails and WhatsApps <coughs> and, you know, requests and reports, et cetera. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> now, now you know, in retail, as you guys know, that's a particular problem because as stores have got more complex, we're throwing more and more at store and district leaders. And the amount of information coming at them is just overwhelming. You know, for the average store leader, it's something like 30 reports every week and it's hundreds of tasks. Um, yeah. And so, you know, the idea really behind Corso is well, how can we kind of make sense of all that? How can we use data to translate it into the top three, four, five things for each person to do each day, which are different, by the way, for every single person, but that we know are going to drive the performance of that store. And that's really the problem we're trying to solve with, you know, some of America's leading retailers, people like Dollar General and PetSmart, et cetera. Um, so that, that's, that's what we do. Well, obviously, it's, <laughs> it's based on uh, what the industry has been through uh, for the last couple of years. As you know, you know, a solution like what you guys have, Corso, absolutely sounds right on target for what you're talking about. It's, in it, you know, workers in the retail environment have, have really been overwhelmed, uh, in particular since the pandemic. You know, and many workers have shifted uh, their attitudes about work. Um, and that's making it even more difficult to manage. Absolutely. And, you, know, you know, like, uh, I don't know, the great resignation, right? High turnover and new rules of employee engagement. 
have really made a retail manager's job a huge challenge, as you're pointing out, uh, Julian. It's incredible. Mm. Yeah, I mean, look, look I, I think on that, um, McKinsey released some research just the other day, which I thought was fascinating. And they said that they surveyed store leaders and found that 63% of store and district leaders in America said they were going to leave in the next six months. 63. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think the quit rate is pretty high. It's not quite that high, but it's pretty high. Um, and, uh, you know, what was particularly interesting is they said, well, why is that happening? And what these people said is they said, look, I just feel I've lost control of my life. Yeah. And I think what they, what, what we think is happening is really two things. First of all, there's this kind of issue of information overload. People have been given way too much. And the second thing we think is happening is the issue of micromanagement. Yeah, the people are basically taking something that worked quite well. It was quite a good idea, like task management, you know, go clean the floor at nine o'clock every Monday morning. And they've rolled it out across the organization. So everyone's being asked to do everything in this kind of 100% compliance way. And it's just not very fun. Yeah. But I mean, Shelley, you've, you've run, um, you know, lots of store operations. What, what was your sense about that? No, I definitely agree, Julian. I think, you know, retail management has been really tasked to keep up with this ongoing list of KPIs in the business. And the problem is really getting all this data and all this in insights into one manageable format. So even taking out what Robin said about just managing people, which, by the way, has greatly changed, managers have to make sure to keep track of all the new metrics that support the omnichannel environment. I love how you said, you know, 200 tasks per week with the expectation of 100% compliance equals 0% fun. So <laughs> retaining managers and being employer of choice, so to speak, which is key for retailers, this ongoing churn of management really takes a toll on the business from a profit and cultural perspective. Yeah, Shelley, I completely agree with you. And I, I think there are three problems with it. I think the first is we're burning out a generation of managers, yeah? And that's the most important thing. You know, those talented, hardworking people are getting exhausted. Yeah? I think the second thing we're doing is we're turning companies inward. We're making them more bureaucratic, more box ticky, you know, and probably lower growth. And I think that matters a lot. And then I think the third thing is ultimately, you know, as customers, it may be hard to get someone's attention because they're too busy filling in a checklist or, right. you know, getting complete on a task on their app to actually come and help you find the cookies on aisle seven. So tell you julian yeah it, it, retailers have added so much technology into the business right across across the entire value chain and collecting data has been so unbelievably encumbering uh, not to mention being able to analyze the data and more importantly analyzing the right data so uh, yeah to make the most relevant decisions there, you know, there's so much technology that keeps updating and changing. Uh, you mentioned a lot of it is uh, out of date. So how on earth can, can managers deal with the amount of technology, data, and analytics? I mean, it seems like um, ones I talk to, it's like they're drowning under a tsunami. Yeah, look, I think, I think you know, we live in an age when there just is going to be lots of technology. I mean, you know, we live in the digital age and it's not going anywhere. I think one of the problems is it's not joined up. Um, and so people are being pulled in lots of different directions and they have to use lots of different systems. 
I mean, again, you know, our research suggests the average store manager uses something like eight, nine different systems every week. Yeah. And I, I, I think I, I have two particular kind of bugbears. You know, the first one of those is BI, business intelligence, which, or dashboards, which I think are terrific if you're an exec and you look at this and you get a sense of how your business is doing and you can ask good strategic questions. I think it's terrible if you're running a store because all it says is like, this is how your store's doing. It doesn't tell you how anything that you personally are doing or that your team is doing is affecting the outcome of that store. You know, your sales could be down because the competitor's running a promotion next door, or they could be down because actually you're dropping the ball on lots of stuff. So I think BI as itself, a kind of, you know, as a um, dashboard is not particularly useful low down the organization. And then I think the second thing is task management, which as I mentioned, I think has a really useful place, but has been overused, yeah? Mm. Um, and it's led to kind of micromanagement. And the problem is also that task management isn't joined up with BI. So we're telling people to do stuff in the tasks, but they can't see the impact of it in their dashboards. And that's another problem really, which is we're just not joining up effort and outcome in, in a single tool. Absolutely, Julian. And, you know, it's not just one dashboard. Most store managers have a few dashboards that they have to go and read. So it goes back to this. There's so much information out, out there. And I agree with you 100%. Any data that's not actionable just leads to all this information overload that we're seeing from managers. And managers, they want to lead. They want to lead people. They don't want to just be a taskmaster, you know, of managing all the tasks. And we're never going to keep managers around long enough if they feel they're just executing tasks and not really being a leader. So what is the future to save our retail management team? Well, Shelley, I'd, I'd love to turn that back to you in, in, in just a moment, um, because yeah, I'm sure you have a view too. Um, I mean, my, my personal view is it's probably fewer better managers. You know, it's we need to continue to improve productivity, but at the same time, they do a hugely important job. And I think there's a real opportunity to use technology to make them more productive, more effective, happier, you know, give them time back with their families and all that kind of stuff, you know. And so, so our, our vision on there, by the way, is to translate all of that data into kind of personalized alerts so that everyone is being coached on the few things that they could really be doing each hour, each day to try and improve performance. Um, but, you know, that they still have a lot of kind of um, autonomy and free will about what they do and how they do that. But Shelly, what's your, what's your view on that? No, I definitely think that, um, you know, managers need to be able to lead the way they see fit. Retail management is very situational. It's situational in the store. So you can prescribe a bunch of corporate to-dos and tasks, but what's happening in the store at that moment with employees and customers makes the job very situational. So you can't just throw out, you know, 200 tasks to get completed because that's what the checklist says. These people are dealing with, you know, what's happening at the moment in their stores. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can, can I just pick up on a specific instance of that? So I was talking to a retailer yesterday who said, yeah, we send out a task at nine o'clock every morning asking this particular team to clean the floor. Yeah. Well, I can't imagine how demotivating that is after three years of getting that task to have to complete that task every morning. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know what I'm doing. You know, I turn up, I do the, I wash the floor. I don't need a task to remind me. Wouldn't it be better, for example, in that specific instance, if you only got that task, if actually your store audit said, hey, your floors aren't clean. Yeah, 
Do you see what I mean? Yeah, so that, see, that's a task, exactly. That's a task that doesn't need to be sent out and executed by uh, a manager. Maybe a better you know, reminder would be, hey, the new red sweaters that are going on promotion today, make sure they're set in, you know, front and center. So yeah. I agree. I think the redundancy of tasks like that is just, mm. it, it's like a pet peeve. It's like a, a nudge. Yeah, and, and also just getting smart off the back of it. So, hey, you know, you know, you laid out those red sweaters yesterday. Well, what's interesting is they're not selling as quickly as we'd expect them to, given everything else. So did you lay them out the right way? And did you get the, you know, the labels right? Was the VM right? Et cetera. So I think we can just get much smarter with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Julian, um, obviously, it would be great to reduce the number of reports that management has to deal with. And as you guys are talking, the time savings uh, would be tremendous. And of course, it would allow managers to uh, actually manage, right? Um, instead of uh, tasking or task, task masters, as uh, Shelley pointed out. So um, at this point, can you share with our audience an example of what this might look like or a case study from uh, working with a retailer? Yeah, sure. So, so we are unbelievably lucky. We work with an amazing retailer uh, called Dollar General. Uh, Dollar General, I think, has probably the largest owned store network in America. I think they're about yeah. 18,500 18 stores at the moment. And essentially what we do for them is we, um, we, we um, pull data for, uh, for, from something like 10, 12 different data feeds. And off the back of that, we generate 30 different types of tasks you know, 14, 15 different types of alerts, you know, um, suggesting to district managers which store they should visit, what they should cover when they turn up at that store, you know, what that store's doing when they're not there, um, you know, how they're driving improvement in that store, all that kind of stuff. Um, and what we're finding, what we're really trying to do is kind of make super DMs of, of, of these district managers. And I think what's really exciting is, you know, we're seeing terrific user engagement. You know, people really engaging this and going with it. Um, we're seeing pretty material sales uplift off the back of it. I won't share that, forgive me, on, on, on this call, but really pretty material sales uplift. Um, and, you know, people are also telling us it's saving them 15% of their time each week. So, you know, six, wow. seven hours a week. Yeah. Um, which is, is, I think, really exciting because we all know these guys are working like a 14-hour week, a 14-hour day. And so we can give, if we can give them you know, an hour or two back every day, they get to spend a little bit more time at home. They get a bit, little bit more time for themselves too. Yeah, you know, Julian, I've talked, as you know, to senior level, C-level people all the time. And it, it, it really does, and, and you're really encapsulating it here. And it's a great uh, case study there. Um, but yes, they're, they're, they're inundated, right? It's, it's, it really is a tsunami. So you guys are able to uh, provide streamlined reporting um, actions and tasks. It sounds like, to me like it would be, be of great value for uh, retail management teams across the board. And the timing, as I said before, could not be better. I mean, you know, we've seen a huge shift in worker attitudes and how they want to manage their own life work balance I mean, that's become a big thing. Uh, likewise, uh, you know, the burden on managers, as we've been talking, of never-ending tasks and reporting expectations can lead to uh, 
as you, you mentioned, burnout, um, which obviously leads to higher turnover levels. And Shelly, anyway, I, I'm sure that as usual, you have some data on quit rates for retail. Absolutely, Robin. You know, I've been following this issue for the past year, well, more yeah. than the past year, but really been keeping an eye on it. And there's good news and not so good news in terms of retail. And let me just preface that the quit rates that I'm going to give you are for all workers, not just retail managers. Okay. So in August, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, quit rates for retail were 3.6%, which is higher than all industries at 2.7%. So retail is always running higher. Mm. That's the not so great news. But for retail, it's an opportunity for Corso to help with that. Yep. Um, the good news on the quit rates is if we compare August of this year, and these, this just came out this week, August of this year compared to last year, last year, the quit rate was 4.4%. So it's actually gone down from 4.4% to 3.6%. Yeah. And, and Shelley, just to clarify, that's a monthly quit rate number. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So multiply that by, you know, six to get to that sort of McKinsey number, if that, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's amazing. It's absolutely fascinating. And, and I mean, Shelley, just, just to pick up on that, the number one thing I hear when I speak to retailers is, um, you know, people saying how worried they are about these kind of roles, you know. So I was talking to the EVP stores of one of the big retailers the other day who said, look, you know, the two roles I'm most worried about are the store manager and district manager, because essentially they sit between the center that's got all sorts of brilliant strategic ideas about how to get things done, you know, and... Right. You know, the associates in the stores, you know, who, you know, are, are there to do the work, but someone's got to translate and they're that kind of critical buffer that is just getting squeezed at the moment. Um, so, so I'm not surprised by some of those numbers you shared. Boy, I'll tell you, Julian, what you guys have created, um, it, it could not be more necessary uh, today for, for these managers out there. I mean, Ever since the pandemic, uh, you know, then the supply chain collapse, which is still a mess, inventory chaos out of all that, and now inflation and no understanding uh, what its outcome is going to be. Anyway, all of this, you know, has rendered our returning to our old normal really impossible. So now retailers are struggling to create a new normal. And that's what I hear across the board. So it really, it's an unprecedented time. And what you have, it seems to me, uh, you know, and particularly they've got to now deliver to consumers expectations, which have raised the bar across the board. And it's management and the guidance of your model uh, can really help make that happen. I think you've got a unique model here. And um, I think it's something that uh, all of our retailers over here need badly. So once again, Julian, um, we thank you very much for the ton of great insights uh, you've given us and our audience today. Robin, thank you very, very much. And by the way, if you're curious about any of the kind of numbers or stats I quoted, do go to our website, corso.com. There's lots of great stuff there. Great, Julian. Can uh, our audience reach out to you or what's the best contact if people are interested in Corso? Yeah, sure. So um, do check out our website, Corso.com, or otherwise I say to people connect with me on LinkedIn. So Julian Mills um, at Corso on LinkedIn.
Great. And for our listeners, you can find more of our podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprout, and of course, the RobinReport.com. And look for us on YouTube where we broadcast our podcast as well. And follow us on social media, link in with us, like Julian just said, and follow us on Twitter for the latest thoughts about the industry. And I want to thank all of you again for joining us today. And particularly, again, Julian, I thank you so much. And uh, by the way, if any of you have topics that you've been thinking about uh, that you would like Shelly and I to cover, uh, please send me an email to robin at therobinreport.com. And thanks, everybody, again. Yeah.